Hello and welcome to the Lost Boys Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Eric Shea. Yeah, I'm Jim Moore. And you should listen to this podcast because it might just save your life. It might save your life. That's yes. right. Ah, uh, yes. Our second episode, Eric. We uh, It's still not official. This is no. kind of a official, unofficial second episode. Uh, two in a row, though. We're, we're still not yeah. sure if we're even going to do this, right? <laughs> I actually, at one point today, told you it's over. I was like, yeah, we don't have to talk about it because we were we were kind of getting some stuff together for, it and it just wasn't wasn't tweaking my interest. Oh, uh, you're already bored. Yeah, I was a little bit, but I did also have some problems. I didn't feel good the last couple of days because I kind of had a little bit of a contest with myself, uh, and you, uh, I don't no, know, you, no, were, no, I don't even think you it's were a cheering contest. me on. Well, you you're were cheering me on, and what it was is uh, I I had bought a Chick Fil A sandwich at work. And we have a cold room at work. And I would say, what do you think, like 34, 35 degrees maybe, maybe 36? No, it's like, I, it's like 49, I believe. Is it? It can't be. that. That's not that cold. I'm telling you, sometimes yeah. when you come in out from outside in the freezing cold, you go in there and it actually feels cold. I've never went in there and it felt warm. Uh, you know, I, we'd have to check. But it, it's, I think it's colder than that. I see my breath when I'm in there, Eric. And that, that's nothing to do with me not brushing. Uh, but I did buy a Chick-fil-A sandwich on Friday, and I, I had it in there. I, I didn't feel like eating it. I put it. I was going to take it home and give it to my wife, and I forgot. So the the weekend came and went and whatever, and then I think I still forgot about it. And then Monday, and, you forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot about it Monday. And then Tuesday, you were hiding under a table trying to scare me. Well, and I was like, I oh, yeah. I try to scare you. Come and on. I was like, oh, yeah, I got that Chick-fil-A sandwich. It was five five days old. And I got it, and I sat there, and I was looking at it. I'm telling you, I said, you, you think I should eat this? And you're like, no. Well, you know, you're like, I don't know. And I said, well, I'm going to heat it up in the microwave, and I'm going to nuke the hell out of it. And I, that'll kill everything. So I ate it. Tasted pretty good. It, the bread was hard as hell uh, from microwaving it. But I ate the whole thing. And then by the time I got home, I felt a little bit queasy, so I decided for dinner I would make clam chowder, and since then I, I've not been the same. So I now, had a was five this clam day... chowder from the discount store? Uh, I don't know. Yes, it is. Yes, it was. <laughs> it, it was uh, well, the canned clams were, and I had like a a, a kit thing to make it. I do they this. Only I, seven years old. What I do is I, I actually get a thing that you can make potato soup, and then yeah. I make it into clam chowder. Uh, yeah, they may have been expired clamps. I'm not sure, but uh, you know what? I didn't poop my pants, Eric, so there. Right. I went through the whole thing without pooping my pants, but I'm telling you, I've been off. I, I'm running in and out of the bathroom every two seconds, so I am having some problems. Uh, so we'll see how long this goes before I have to run off, because this podcast is supposed to be quick enough. No breaks, right? No. We, we do not have breaks. We're supposed to get it done. Now we go. Oh, goodness gracious. But we'll start with a bit of somber news. Mary oh. Tyler Moore, Eric. I love Mary Tyler Moore. She died today at the age of 80. And she was born, it says, uh, Mary Tyler Moore was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1936. Grew up in Los Angeles, rose to international fame, starring in this 1960s sitcom, The Dick Van Dyke Show, which I'm a huge fan I'm of. Sorry, that's where I really know yeah. her from. I know she was a huge, that's obviously the Mary, Mary Tyler Moore well, show. it's but funny because I, they don't even mention that, you know, she was Laura, Eric, in that show. And I, she was so good looking. She was hot, right? 
I, I was more concerned about the pranks Dick Van Dyke was going to do, what Pratt, Pratt yeah, Falls here and there. The Pratt Falls, he just he trips over furniture. It's basically <laughs> uh, what he classic. does. Come on. Uh, how many J- times? Because Richard, she John had, Ritter was doing it 20 years later. Yeah, it was no, I'm funny. telling you. Even in between there, Chevy Chase was doing it. Every, you know, there you go. The Pratt Fall. Now, would kings. you consider John Ritter the poor man's Chevy Chase? Because they were both around the same time era. Actually, I'd consider Chevy Chase the poor man's John Ritter. Yeah, there, yeah, I, right. I, I, I like John Ritter a lot more than I like Chevy well. Chase. And even before I realized that Chevy Chase was allegedly a, a jerk off, I, I, you know, I actually really like John Ritter. Yeah, you never heard those soul. stories about John Ritter. No, you just heard of him. He was a ladies' man, Eric. That's all yeah. I heard. And I heard that he was a great guy. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore, the, the thing that gets me is I wonder how many ladies in like the 60s and 70s just went into the barbershop or the, the beauty salon. The Give me the Mary shop. Tyler Moore. The barbershop. <laughs> how many guys then in. went into the barbershop? I went in. I went Tyler in there. Moore. Give me the Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> They're like, no, sir, your hair you know is what? too thin. I got a barbershop right around the corner from my house. I'm going to go in and see, do yeah, that. Yeah, you're going to say, give me the Mary Tyler Moore. And I don't I, know I, that that transfers anymore. I'm telling you, though, I tried the barbershop one time, and I'm freaking, you know, he has a little TV set up across yeah. from the one chair that he has, and he's cutting my hair, and we got this whole the TV on, this whole political yeah. thing, and it's not something that I agree with that he's all talking about, and I was afraid to say something otherwise because he had those scissors right next to my freaking ear, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with whatever hate-filled nonsense you have at the moment because I'm scared. Yes. I, um, Plus, I'm I don't want to look big, stupid at the end of this. Not a big fan of the barbershop. I don't like the combs and that blue liquid, and <laughs> I don't like guys talking to me like that. Uh, yeah. I know that the, the big move lately is to have like these barbershops with the ladies and the cheerleading outfits oh, and yeah. watching sports, and you get beer. I'm yeah, not I'm not about that. that. No, it I just seems like too much. I want to get in there. I want to get out. Just you know, honestly, if I don't have to talk about anything, I'm happy as hell. Yeah, yeah. Usually, like you go to like a. Uh, like one of those fancy cutting places, you know, the fancy ones that charge you fifteen dollars a cut. Uh, you mean they, every place? Yeah, the the ladies seem to like rub against you. Uh, yeah. I, it, it makes me feel funny. Oh yeah, but yeah, funny. so she was she was uh, in the Dick Van Dyke show. She later starred in the beloved nineteen seventy sitcom, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, which is one of the first shows to feature a never married working woman as its central character. Yeah, Moore played single thirty year old TV producer. Mary Richards, the show which featured Moore's character asking for equal pay. What's the world coming to, Eric? Equal Ooh. pay to her male co-workers like Ted Knight? She wanted <laughs> the same amount as him. And going on the pill became a paradigm of the women's liberation movement as credited with inspiring women to break the mold, confining them as wives and homemakers, which she was in the Dick Van Dyke show, Eric. See, yes. she broke out. She broke out. Oh, she's not going to be I a stereotype. Think, see, this is what happened. Uh, she, yeah, uh, well, What's that? I'm telling you, she's not going to be freaking typecast. That's what she's well, doing. Well, I'm telling you, this makes me think that they should investigate because I believe that furniture was moved on purpose, Eric. Dick Van Dyke would come in. She'd move the furniture, uh, you know, so he can't see. Vindictive wife. Yeah, so he would die, and then she could go work. It's Dick Van Dyke. He would not let her work. He, he's not going to do that, and he had a strong backhand, Eric. He's not going to let Laura work. Don't you they, say they those had things a, about Dick Van Dyke. They had a kid at home, Eric. She had to, you know, she, there's food to make. In its seven-season run, the Mary Tyler Moore Show held the record for most Emmys won, which was 29, until what show broke it in 2002? What show broke Mary Tyler Moore's Emmy winning? Oh, my God, that was going on in 2002. 2002, Eric. What show broke this record? 
P-E-R. P. Frazier. Frazier yeah, Frazier. Frazier was still going on in 2002? It says there, yeah. That I guess seems it, weird to me. It was near the end. Wings did not do it, Eric, so don't no. say wings. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame. I and Actually, I say it's a shame. She was 80. It yeah. really, what shame was it? You know, people die, unfortunately, and I don't know. She was in a um, Hot in Cleveland episode recently, they said, uh, where Betty White was also with her in the Mary Tyler Moore show and, and another person that they kind of had like a mini yeah. female reunion. A reunion. Uh, also with the story, there there were a lot of quotes like Oprah said that she was a big influence and stuff like that, which is great, I guess. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> going to go any further. Yeah, Mary Tyler Moore, she, she was on the pillar. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> what is the next story, Eric? Because we're, we're going to mix it up about, now. I'm just What's thinking to myself, it's like, you know, do I got to watch some Wings tonight now that you brought that Wings. up? Wings! You're not going to watch the Dick Van Dyke show or the Mary Tyler Moore show. I don't know. Now I kind of want to watch Wings. I also Ed Asner, the Tim, Eric. The Ed Daly. Asner. Don't Tim worry Daly. about Ed Asner's po- politics. Just watch the Mary Tyler Moore show, please. Tim Daly went and broke his goddamn legs today skiing during Sundance. Yeah, I was trying to just keep t- having you not talk about Tim Daly. I could care less about Tim Daly you, you when I'm talking about Stephen Asner. Weber? Stephen Ted Weber? Knight. Eric. Ted Knight. Ted Knight's uh, a monster. Yeah, I, I'd actually you'll sooner... You'll get nothing and you'll like I would it. sooner go back and watch the Dick Van Dyke show... And that I'm not even being a jerk about it, but I do enjoy the Dick Van Dyke show. No, I'm uh, me you, and that's my... the thing. I watched a lot of that growing up. I did not yeah. watch a lot of the Mary Tyler Moore show, even though they were both on Nick at Night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show is more of an adult show, and you're a oh, man yeah. child, my friend. Dan you don't Mike. like that sort of thing. You want pretzels, like you said. You want the lazy man's comedy. You want it's back to vaudeville for you. Terrible. Uh, the, uh, the what me and my sons, uh, my two youngest sons, have been watching lately has been the Honeymooners. Nice. And it's funny because the whole thing, you know, the typical bang zoom to the moon, Alice. It's always parodied and like, oh man, there he was a wife beater. Is I'm it telling always you, anymore? Now it is still. I see it. Okay. It's on Family Guy a lot and stuff like that. But here's the thing: if you go back and watch it, the bang zoom to the moon. It's a little lighthearted. There are times when Jackie Gleason pretty much almost hauls off and just Alice, beats the crap out of us. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, Alice, I'm going to kill you. I'm t- and then Norton comes in. He's about to Alice, do it to him. You're lucky I don't sell you into slavery. <laughs> to the grave, Alice. To the grave. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to move on to the next story. I, I, we're mixing this up a little. We're still trying to figure out a format for yeah. this, but we think we're going to go back and forth with news stories, and we have another new segment uh, this week. But this next news story is your story, Eric, so hit yeah, it. Yeah, let's get a little comic book stuff going on. X-Men TV series gets official pilot order from Fox Reports Variety. It's official. The mutants are coming to television. Fox has officially given a pilot order to the still untitled X-Men Universe television project being produced by 20th Century TV and Marvel Television. Matt Nix will write and executive produce the pilot. No, the pilot Matt Nix, huh? You know, Matt Nix. Matt Nix. Yeah. Matt Nix. Nixer, they call him. <laughs> the Nixie. The Nix. The old Nixie. <laughs> The pilot follows two human parents and their mutant child who are forced to go on the run from the government and end up joining an underground mutant network. And I sit there reading this before we got on, and I'm like, I understand we need to have a human connection and try to, like, you know, allow us to enter this universe. But I'm like, I don't think you do. I'm saying, though, the mutants themselves, they're pretty much humans with powers. I don't really think you need this human element. Here's the thing. And this goes on. But when I saw this, you actually sent me 
the news. I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know. And, and then until we got to the the pilot follows two parents of a mutant child. I'm like, here yeah. we go again. I, I want actually, it's, you you give me the X Men. I want the goddamn X Men that I know. I don't need this. this you know, we, we we have a whole universe here of you know mutant characters, which I'm sure we'll see, but. Why do we want to follow the most uninteresting part of this goddamn yeah, story? This is this is like like we said at one point, like when they announced uh, the DC side of things, when they announced Krypton. Yeah. And like, oh, this is going to take place way before, you know, Kal-El. Okay, I'm out. Uh, I'm this... saying, it's going to be an L, but not the ones you want to see. Yeah, like, yeah, it's going to be his great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah. yeah, I don't need that. And this, it just seems like you're, you could make this. This is, uh, what's it called? Dark Angel with the <laughs> X-Men tag on it. Uh, you know, this could be any of those th- stories. Now, y- you'll probably get a couple side X-Men. Uh, but you're, you know, I, I don't you know. know. Do. I'd rather, gonna, I'd rather have the animated series back. X-Files and not deal with the supernatural Ooh. Mulder and Scully. Yeah, yeah, we won't have Mulder and Scully. We're going to have Franklin and, and Bash. And That's not a show already, right? Stuff, Franklin and Bash. Franklin and Bash. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, name any story. Oh, my God, we're going to bring Seinfeld back, except it's not going to have any of the characters. It's going to have his second cousin who lives in freaking Nebraska. Actually, trying I think not a to lot curse of TV there. shows have done stuff like that. Yeah, well, I'm trying not to curse here. It's not right. working. This I think you already second. dropped the F-bomb, didn't you? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, you didn't? I think you did. We're going to have to go back and hear that. You might have. This will be the second live-action X-Men project coming to Fox Television Network. Legion from Fargo's Noah Hawley will debut on FX on February 8th. Laura Schuller Donner, Brian Singer, Simon Kinberg, Jeff Loeb, and Jim Chory will executive produce the pilot. Matt Nix's X-Men project replaced Hellfire, a television show centered on Villainous Hellfire Club. Hellfire was announced alongside Legion, but lacked... I'm sorry, but lagged behind in production. Hellfire was eventually abandoned by Marvel and Fox. The studio explained that the project felt too much like a movie to make the jump to a television series mm. form. I'm like, so it was that too sounds good awesome. for TV. Yeah, exactly. it sounds awesome. Yeah, it's just too good. It'd be weird if they said, or better if they said, you know what? This would work better as a movie. Not, uh, hey, it felt uh, too much like a movie. Like, you know, where basically... Most of these, t- a lot of TV shows are based that's, off that's of, you know what I mean? Any, anymore, TV is better than movies, and you don't yeah. even need to, if you want to do a limited run, people are all about that shit yeah. now. Put it on yeah. Netflix, fine. Yeah, I actually, uh, well, you know, Jim. Fox fudge. Fox has its own deal. Put it, yeah, but do, like you said, I actually, I was going to say earlier, uh, before they do this TV series, I would just sooner th- them bring back the animated series and, and update that and, and kind of go with that, and then you get your X-Men that you want. Like, they're not going to have... Wolverine in this. They're not going to have, no. you know, the people from that everybody loves that are in the movies, but that's the X-Men that most people I, I love. I figure at some point you might get some Morlocks or something, but you're not going to get yeah. the X-Men you want to see. Yeah, I, and and it, for a guy who is interested like me, interested in the X-Men universe but doesn't know that much about it, uh this does not interest me well, one. I bit. just imagine I don't know where like uh Hugh Jackman stands now and Logan being his final like yeah, run yeah, as yeah. Wolverine or whatever. I'm just not going to be on really this a... TV show though. No, no. I, no, I'm saying, though, they're just trying to squeeze whatever they can out of this property because it seems like everybody's moving on and wants to yeah. do other things. Well, so, actually, like, I'm telling right, you, you have this show You have this show in five years when they haven't had anything and then recast things, have the young X-Men, have them, you know, the 80s X-Men as the TV series, shit like that. I know, I cursed her. But that, that would be better to me. That would actually be something that I'd be more interested in seeing. You can go back and, you know, you have Hugh Jackman now, especially now that he's Logan, old man Logan. He's so yeah. old that you go back and cast somebody as the young Wolverine, and I think that would be great. I think that would be really cool. Uh, this doesn't interest me. Have they announced yet? 
um, that uh, there is a Inhumans uh, show Absolutely coming. Absolutely not. There's uh, too many Inhumans already in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to make me stop watching that show. Well, that's what I'm saying. They need an Inhuman show, but yeah, you're right. It's already Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I, I know that, you know, that it is actually the biggest shame is that it's not part of the Marvel deal. That that Fox still owns. Oh yeah, this Fox is, is, this is all this is all this Fox's joint with the mutants. Yeah, and and it's again anybody who would be like, oh, you know what, this is bullshit. I guess it's not because Fox is going to try to make all the money they can yeah. from the X Men. I don't blame and them. As you see with Spider Man coming back from Sony, there it's like looks like Marvels and Disney's doing whatever they can yeah. to get their characters back. Yeah, and then also I'll tell you, uh, me talking and pish poshing a TV series, it's like somebody who, uh, you know, yells about a basketball player and has never picked up a basketball because yeah. I won't watch it either way. I just, I don't. Maybe my kids, if my kids were into it, uh, I would. This doesn't seem like something they'd be into, though. No, Eric, especially but... dealing with, you know, two human characters and their mutant child. I'm like, yes, yes. Uh, what's this child going to do? Is this child going to be the ultimate mutant that comes out and powers, like, save I, the day at the end of the I have season? a feeling it's going to be one of those where it's, he's going to have mind powers. Or actually, well, I'd say it's going to be a girl. And it's going to have mind powers, Erica, and she's going to be able to have, you know, all of a sudden stuff's going to be floating around in her room, and they're going to be upset, and then they're going to be on the run from the government because uh, obviously he or she, the kid's going to have to be pretty powerful for the government to, you know, kind of get involved and and stuff like that. What we're talking about is prison break with a family of mutants. Mutant break, they call it. That's the tagline. Do (laughs) Do you have anything more with that? Nix's X-Men TV series is said go. to be more directly tied to the X-Men mythology than Legion, which used the character of David Holler as a jumping-off point to create its own mini-universe yeah. and supporting cast. Well, that's funny because I said to you I didn't even know what Legion is. And uh, when you told me what it is, which you can tell me again. I say David Holler is the son of Professor yes. X. It's weird that – Who has like, multiple that personalities, me, and each personality has its own power. Well, what they just did was make me less interested in two TV shows now because <laughs> they basically you know, are telling you that Legion isn't really that much connected to the X-Men you know, mythology and stuff no. like that. So, yeah, now I'm, now I'm down on two shows, Eric. But uh, can about, I move on hey, with we, the we next could, one? We could, we could maybe get Hellfire turned into a movie since it's so damn maybe, good. Maybe. That, I, I'm telling you, that actually – I actually remember reading the the premise of that, and that actually seemed pretty. Maybe pretty we'll get cool. Kevin Bacon back to play Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Bacon. He looked young in that too. <laughs> no, he looked like he had some work in that. Too. Look, he looked some work. It looked like he was worked over. He looked like ninety. <laughs> he, he looked like a wreck. I, think, I don't think Kevin he Bacon looked, looked a that wreck. Bad they were trying to pull it off as if he was like a sexy young looking guy. Yeah, I wasn't fooled. No, no, I did see, like him though. I thought he, I thought he was great. 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sixties to new thirty, all right, with you and your bad freaking eyesight. I can't uh, see any. I have another. The next story, Eric, is geared towards you, Ooh. right down your lane. NBC orders pilot based on movie. What about Bob? Are you kidding me? Nope. With a I... female twist. I... There's the that that's the M Night Shyamalan uh, twist at the end for you. A female I... twist. I yeah, we were talking on... about it this week. Please. Please, gentle listeners, please hear me out for a second because – I'm lying. That's not really a story. Oh, I will kill everyone. No, it is. <laughs> it is. I saw it today. It was just announced today, and I was like, 
What All the right, hell does this stuff keep happening to us? Gentle listeners, please yes. hear me out here. Because last week now, I spent here's the deal. an entire day yes. telling Jim how I could make What About Bob into a viable TV series. Yeah, actually, you were saying, too, about the uh, having a movie reboot and stuff, and then we ended up talking about a TV series, and uh, it's crazy. But it's with yeah. a female twist, Eric. It's now called What About Barb? What About Barb? <laughs> what About Barb? Uh <sighs> Yeah, again, that's that's fine and dandy. Uh, really, to me, are there microphones at work that people are and, and shit? I, no, that's what happened. They heard you and then said, "Whoa, we don't want America's sweetheart Eric Shea to, to sue us, so we're gonna make it." What about Barb? Tony, what about Bob is something that my family, like, you know, like when VHSs were still expensive-ish, you know, when you could find them, yeah. we still, we got this goddamn movie and we watched it over and over. This was something that brought my entire family together. We loved What About Bob. Bill now, Murray and Richard Dreyfuss were great in that flick. Um, can I uh, tell you something? Not a big fan. I, I, I have, know you're I, not. I was not a big fan when I first saw it. I guarantee you. That if I go back and watch it again, I'd be a, uh, a more of a fan. I think I'd appreciate it a little more. Um, it is definitely a dry and dark comedy to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I was more of a funny farm fan, my friend. <laughs> uh, what would you put as a double feature with What About Bob? Well, I, I figured you were going to ask me this for some reason, but I would put The Money Pit. You would put that? I'd probably put Analyze This. Oh, wait, wait, the, wait. You with, uh, with What About Bob? With for what some about reason, Bob. I was going Funny Farm. Funny, funny farm. farm. No, What About Bob? I would go analyze this. Or even analyze that. Never analyze that, Jim. Never. How about analyze this? Uh, Or the porno analyze this. I'm sure that's out there. You You know know what? I don't know if it's just because it's Bill Murray, but I'd probably do The Man Who Knew Too Little. That's ridiculous. The game's over. That's nonsense. (laughs) The Man Who Knew Too Little. If you're going to do that, I would soon... I mean, you could put Groundhog's Day. They're very similar characters in my mind, though. Groundhog's Day, maybe, Eric? Uh, no, never Groundhog's yeah, Day. Here's the thing. NBC has given a pilot order to What About Barb, a single-camera comedy series based on the 1991 Frank Oz movie What About Bob. The cult black comedy starred Bill Murray as the eponymous Bob, a psychiat- uh, psychiatric patient who joins his psychiatrist, Dr. Leo Marvin, Richard Dreyfus, and his family on vacation. What do you think Leo's uh, character will be called? Do you think it will be Linda? Do you think well, I know what be... I'll say, though. What, we're going to change the doctor as well? Yeah, it is. It says, uh, who joins, uh, where is it? It says, oh, the pilot follows a psychotherapist who tries to cut ties with her most overbearing oh, okay. patient. So it's the, the patient's Sorry. barb, and the, the doctor is a her. So okay, you it's think all Leo, up. I got you. You think, um, Leo, yeah, this is the, uh, Dr. You know, Linda Marvin. Linda, yeah, that's what I think it'll be. Uh, this is more of the, you know, the female version of Ghostbusters and things yeah, like yeah. this. I don't think that this this TV show based on the movie it, it doesn't matter what what it's no, sex I'm saying they that are. There's not going to be the outcry now, that Ghostbusters the, the other, had. Well, the other thing that you have to have, Bob. I think that if you changed it to say what about Barb and it was still Leo, I think you run into problems where people are going to have like think there's some sexual tension and stuff All like this. All of a sudden, I there's like, like you know the prop, uh, the proposition of having this be a love interest. Yeah, yeah, and you can't because the whole thing is going to be based on you know Leo's family or Linda, whatever the you know the families together. I actually think it'll be funny having the uh, the guy involved because I don't I don't know I was just about to get sex. <laughs> okay, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, I think that the fa- the the uh, the doctor's 
husband will probably be some bumbling idiot. Uh, you know what I mean? Like somebody some, that... Some Jack Tripper type, huh? Yeah, like a Jack Tripper type. I, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say something about the, uh, the the husband being all charged up sexually or something, but then I, I don't so think it's going to be gonna a trophy go husband is what you're telling me. Yeah, no, he's going to be hiding in the closet while they're doing the sessions, like stuff like that, you know. That'll be good stuff. So he's going to be uh, a creep is what you're telling yeah, me. A creep. The pilot follows a psychotherapist, tries to get ties with the most overbearing patient, but is unsuccessful and gains an annoying family member in the process. But, yeah, I put that mainly because, uh, because we you were talking about it. Because you would infuriate me. Yeah, we were talking about it, and I thought that it would infuriate you. Now, we're going to move on to a thing that we like to call the lightning round, Eric, but I'm going to call it keeper or crapper. All right. Keeper or keeper crapper. crapper. And what it's going to be is we're going to present – News headlines to each other, and the other person has to choose if it's a keeper or a crapper. And if it's a keeper, Eric, this is the keeper sound that'll go. <laughs> That's a keeper, Eric. Sure is. That, 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 is, keeper. that is for you. Here is if it's a crapper. And like uh, I said to you earlier, it just goes, yeah, really, that, that's my doorbell. Uh, <laughs> and really, I couldn't find a very quick sound of a toilet flushing. But, yeah, these are legitimate news stories where we give the headline, and if the other guy decides, then we'll talk about the story. If not, if it gets the crapper, then we just move on to the next. And my, I have the number one one. And the first one is Philadelphia 76er fans raise the cat. After team victories, Eric, is that a keeper or a crapper? They raise the cat. They raise the cat after teams' victories. All right, I I don't like basketball, but I'll bite. Oh, you're gonna bite. Okay, so that is a keeper, Eric. Uh, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? Fans of the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers have begun sharing photos of themselves lifting their cats into the air to celebrate the team's victories. Now, we oh, are in the Philadelphia, Philadelphia area, so people have to realize, number one, if you're not a basketball fan, I'll just tell it's you right not. off the bat, these cats aren't being raised much. There's not a lot of victory. The team is improving. I, it looks like in a couple of years they'll be really good. Joel Embiid, baby. Really, Joel really Embiid. I really hope that a, a lot of these jerk-offs raising the cats and taking pictures of it because they want to do this for whatever reason are getting the crap yeah. scratched out of them. <laughs> they have to trust the process, Eric, is what we do in Philadelphia with the Sixers. The basketball team began the celebratory tradition after one fan was inspired by injured rookie Ben Simmons, last year's number one pick, post right. about his two F2 Savannah cats on social oh, media. fancy cat! F2 it's Savannah F2. sounds like planes. I, cats. F2 Savannah cats. I don't know, are you a cat person? You kind yes, of are, I right? I am not. And in fact, I don't, I don't think you're an anything kind of person. No, honestly. I'm not, especially pets. They're too needy. Uh, or kids children are needy or enough. People. That's what I'm saying. They're too needy as well. Uh, I actually, it's funny you already talked about this uh, or mentioned it. I tried to get my two youngest sons to pick up our cats because we do, in fact, have two cats. Right. And they would not because they both said that they'd get scratched. Yeah. And so, so I was like, you. Pick up cats willy nilly. Yes. Well, uh, just as this goes on, like Raises I said, we're, we're kind of getting this whole process down with this. Yes. Um, we do have a Twitter page. I'll probably mention it again uh, at the end. But especially the lightning round stuff, we're going to try to post the articles on the, the, uh, the Twitter page so you can look at them. The Twitter is Lost Boys Pop. 
on uh, Twitter. So you can go there and see. I At do have this story on, on But it says uh, they, they started it when Ben Simmons posted about his two F2 Savannah cats, Eric, on social media. Simmons has a very rare-looking cat that climbs his shoulders and head all the time. So I was thinking about how there's no way my cat could do that. 76ers fan Dennis Grove told the Philadelphia Inquirer. Why are they Grove, asking? Grove celebrated the team's January 13th win by sharing a photo of himself lifting his 20-pound cat Izzy over his head with the hashtag, hashtag raise the cat. And since then, it has taken off to a point where oh even God. Ben Simmons wanted to know what the heck this was. And they explained to him it's actually becoming a pretty big thing. Like I said, the Sixers are oh, getting a lot better. I don't think there's going to be more than 25, if that, raising really the cat. I really kind of hope that they start losing fast just so Eric, they this stop is raising the, the cat. Here's the thing. Would you rather our Philadelphia fans that were among uh, – be known for hitting a Santa with snowballs 38 years ago or raising yes. the cat. I would prefer this. So you think I'm telling you, isn't this taking off? Like hardcore at least. This is taking off. It's like, hey, baby, raise the cat. <laughs> and oh. instead of raising the roof, you like have your hand and then you pretend oh, it gets scratched. It Jesus like Christ. a retarded version of somebody saying, hey, who let the dogs hey, out? Hey, raise the, the cat. cat. I love it too because God. usually like say the uh, it was the Philadelphia Cougars. It would make sense. It doesn't make you know, Here's the problem is I, 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 I don't mind sensors. this. I do not mind this. But it does have the problem where when you go to do it, it it's like a bad joke that needs to be explained every time. I can just hear, you know, hey, man, raise the cat. What does that mean? Well, actually, it's a social media thing that happened after Ben Simmons I'm, I'm and his F2 at, Savannahs. At, at some point, this is going to be like thrown in or made a joke out of with Trump's whole grab the pussy. Oh, this is a, there we go. Explicit now. <laughs> Phrase the cat, Eric. What's your story? Because that, see, I won the first that round. That was a keeper, yeah. That was a keeper. What is your first story? That is a key. Gosh, that is stupid. God yeah, damn people. See, now you're getting, you're learning the game now. Sometimes the intriguing headline may not be the best story. It just gets you oh, angry. I should have really done something with my headline here because Colt of Chucky plot revealed. Colt of Chucky plot revealed i know you love horror movies eric i I know that one of the reasons why we started this (laughs) pop culture podcast is because you really wanted to talk a lot of horror and you know bring that to the masses you love chucky right you love chucky chucky is a pop culture icon in the horror world in my mind and and you did love the last chucky that was a direct-to-video chucky correct chucky yes it was more of a callback to the original Chucky, you said it was back to the basics with the original guy, right? It was so, a reinvigoration of Chucky, which, you know, it started out looking like it was going to be a reboot. By midway okay. through, you found out it was a complete sequel to the entire series. I know. Okay. I love that. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to move on now, Eric. <laughs> Chucky plot. Come on now. Are you there? Are you there? I'm here. I, I, that's a crapper for me, Eric. You better improve your game. Step up, my friend. Step up the game like this one. <laughs> I know you're, you're gonna flush this for you. <laughs> Irish town flooded with phone calls intended for X-rated TV station. Irish town flooded with phone calls. Now here's the thing is, I know in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, 
what the hell is an X-rated TV station? This is the this is where I'm going to grab you with this because you want to know what an X-rated TV station could be. So you may not be interested in the full headline, but I know that you want to know. But I will tell you All right. if you flush it, if you flush it, I will still tell you what an X-rated TV station. Oh, but if no. you want to hear what happened here, I, I actually kind of do want to hear what happened. So <laughs> it's a keeper. It's a keeper. It's a keeper. <laughs> I hate All you right. so much. People living in a town. I knew that that would get you. That, right when I saw X-rated TV station, I was like, what the heck is that? People living in a town in Ireland have been plagued by accidental late-night phone calls from people attempting to reach an X-rated TV station. Residents of the town of Westport have received phone calls intended for UK-based channel Babe Station. And Regional I, Development Minister I, Michael Ring said they had become aggravated and annoyed. The independent I, I report. How many numbers does this X-rated TV station have that an Here's entire the thing. town is being I will called? T- I will talk to you about this because it would make sense. Now, also, it kind of makes me laugh because it seems like this is a town where you know. I'm not saying the U.S. is is more advanced or whatever, but this town seems to be like if you live next door to a guy, your your phone number is just one digit off it's from the guy next to you. Yeah, th- no, I just think that everybody has a similar rundown of. Uh, phone numbers, but we'll say you know, this the is the town. They they share a number. They just, you have to get the right extension. Nah, well, the extension might be part of this. You'll you'll realize what happens on Babe Station. Babe Station. Uh, this is Michael Ring, the regional development minister, which is a title I have no idea what that means. Like regional BBC development Areola? minister. TV station. Or he's the RDM of the town, and he says people are getting calls in the middle of the night. One of these people has an elderly mother and family members all over the world, and there could be a call at any time that they would have to take. He said, "I'm telling you, they they didn't tell me." I'm telling you, this town might have three people. I'm really convinced of this. They they're not part of Babe Station though, Eric. They're regular working people. They they just want their privacy uh, or their privacy, as they say across the pond. Eric, the annoying late night calls are the result of Irish viewers attempting to contact Babe Station's premium rate numbers, which begin with 098. Now, without adding an international dialing code to reach the UK. Uh, that's a problem where it's getting to this town. So you have to add the international dialing code. This story gets very convoluted. I don't know anything about this. It's like calling our other podcast, Don't and Rave Yeah, Lord. well, that, uh, my mom, when I was growing up, when she would call her, uh, her relatives in England. I'm telling you, you'd have to dial 17 numbers, give a guy a hand job under a, a table, and then blow a kiss. That's why uh, I never th- called it, the UK. Yeah, that's why I did. <laughs> that's according and here it is that that's the whole state so basically these people are getting calls the best part of it is it's not just that they're getting calls at 2 a.m in the morning they're getting calls from horned up irishmen who are probably drunk trying to get a hold what of babe is why don't any of these savages have the goddamn internet well it, well they, they might but here's the thing people like uh, here's what now you say this you don't know what babe station is there i do not babe know babe station, station but we're is. not good that's not part of the story we're going to move on oh. no babe station is a british tv sex line 
which has aired since 2002. The first show of its kind in the UK, it allows viewers to communicate live with female presentator, uh, uh, yeah, presenters via a premium rate telephone number or text messaging. It has broadcast daily and since 2006 has had a dedicated channel on Sky. Uh, its sister stations and websites, which they have, are of hardcore pornographic nature. So basically, right. it's chat roulette on the TV. Well, I'm saying you get the same thing from Chatterbait. And Ma- I do. Yeah, but here's the thing. The t- that TV, Eric, that doesn't have a history. You don't have to delete your history on TV. These poor guys, these poor schmucks. And, and maybe, no, no, maybe they don't. What about your phone records? You know, like, maybe, you know, no, but bill. here's the thing. You call, I guess you. Yeah, I guess I'm saying that, but you do have a phone call that you're paying and, for. I'm, and you're paying as well. And I, in my mind, so there's some kind of credit card information being no, out there. I think, I think that it's a pay line. This is like the, the new version of the 900. Hundred numbers, I believe. Because you mean the ones is. I used to go to a local payphone to dial yeah. and hang up because I get scared? Yeah, you you go there. Who would go to a, a public payphone and call a nine hundred number? But yeah, Maybe because it's I a, don't want my parents. It's to a know. premium rate telephone number. I give them kudos because I thought that stuff was uh, in the past. You know what I mean? Maybe like in you America, said, these yeah, like you said, get a get a years behind. The Irish, they you know, they do things crazy, Eric. It's like the French. Uh, you know, I told you today. They make love with their tongues and fight with their feet. That's what I heard. What do you think of that? I don't think much of it. Is that say I think that saying I just said was a keeper, Eric. <laughs> do you are you are you now going to go from here and look into Babe Station like uh, Brandon is doing right now as no, it was? I think it's nonsense. Brandon oh, better I, get that I he better the get that just please, everybody who's listening here, if you go to Babe station just remember that the uh, international calling code you don't want to bother these three people in this town i kind of do want to bother these people oh do you one of them has an elderly mother i want to know one of them to does have an elderly mothers. mother and now it's it's going right into your crazy kink that you told me about right <laughs> hey t- tell me about your mother i can just what's hear your, these what's people. Your elderly mother i'm wearing? telling you these guys are going to call you really they're going to call them like hey well, I'm here. I want to talk to Trixie. Listen, buddy, you got the wrong number. Uh, no, what, are you I wear- don't. what are you wearing? <laughs> ASL, baby. ASL. I, I don't got Move to the baby. right. What are you wearing, baby? I'm telling you, I went to the place in Pittsburgh with my buddy. I told you this story where this guy was the most – he was the most soft-spoken, nice guy. And we went to what was called the Live Nudes in Pittsburgh. And, oh, boy, it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And Mr. Hyde was all horned up, yelling at one he, point he for this girl. He so dark. He could finally I'm let his telling you, it was fly. like It was like the videos like in that Madonna video with the things, the, the freaking curtain thing going up. Oh, yeah. And they're dancing and stuff. And my friend – was actually yelling for the lady to do strange things with the chair that she was sitting on. And I I just, it was crazy. Were you you kicked out of this place? No! Actually, I think they told him, hey, buddy, you, you got to get more graphic. You, this is, you know, he's yelling, he became a VIP chair up this. Member I'm telling you, and I, the guy's name was Jeff, and I, I never could look at him the same. I'm like, Jesus, look at you. He definitely turned into one Jeff, of those guys that you have a next-door neighbor, and when the guy goes b- ballistic and does bad things, like, yeah, he was always a quiet guy. He's a quiet he, guy. I never he, saw turned, he did. He turned into that in my head. And I never could get over it. I really couldn't. I was like, oh, my God, you are you are a freaking crazy dude. But we have one last story in the lightning round. And what is that? That's one of your stories. Let's hear it. I'm, I got my finger on the flush, Eric. Karen Gillan says that there's a really valid reason for her Jumanji outfit. <laughs> Ooh. I, I can't toilet bowl both of your I stories. Honestly, I honestly think you just felt bad for me. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> I did. 
I, I did feel bad for you. Now, I'm telling you, later on, when as this goes on, I will allow your horror movie stuff. Just not uh, The reason why I had to flush Chucky was basically because it is a direct-to-video thing. That, that really is the, the only reason. The last one was direct-to-video as well. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was great to you. Blood. Yeah, they said, but that's how you save the money, Eric. you got to save oh, the money. So you say Karen Gillian has a... Uh, a crazy outfit. Tell me well, about it. She Tell me. She caught a lot of flack online, like after the first press release of what the like the movie's gonna look like with Kevin Hart, The Rock, Jack Black, and her. Yeah. And while everybody else has you know normal looking safari clothes on, like for hiking through the jungle, yeah. she has what appears to be Lara Croft's outfit. Oh, a lot Lara of people Croft. got upset about this. Yeah, I, I actually can I flush the story just because I think the story is bullcrap. Well, I, I have Karen Gillan here, her quote talking about it. Well, let I've me hear. Let me hear. I've experienced something similar when I worked on. Doctor Who, and there was such an uproar about my costume when that was first revealed, so I thought it was happening all over again. But I have to say, I'd never take on a role that was truly gratuitous for no reason. There's really a valid reason why she's wearing that. My character is really not happy about it. No. So they kind of dressed her up in the movie, you think? That's the thing. I actually have a plot synopsis here because it kind of gives you a little bit more in-depth look at it. Here. The plot of Jumanji involves a quartet of teenagers being transformed into characters from the title board game and trying to survive inside its fantasy world filled with dangerous creatures and hazardous traps. Gillen's character inside the game is an Amazonian warrior named Ruby Roundhouse, but her teenage incarnation is a character named Martha who is described as unathletic. One presumes Gillen's remarks that Martha is not this kind of girl who would ever consider dressing like Laura Croft, but inside the game she's forced to wear a skimpy outfit and is not pleased with no. the development. Yeah, I'm telling you, um, what have you heard before this about Jumanji? A lot. That's the thing have you is, heard a lot I'm about Jumanji? You, this came out, like I'm guessing, and also the plot and press release, yeah, whatever, yeah. in September. I didn't hear yeah. anything about yeah, nothing it. Nothing about this it. And uproar. that's why, that's why this uproar. I'm putting, I'm doing air quotes right now, Eric, around uh-huh. uproar. This. Uproar, I well, think, is is all set up for a reason for because you know again these Irishmen are calling in the Babe Station. They yeah. they hear this news story, they see it on Twitter. Oh my God, Karen Gillan. They are not clicking on the story to find out what she says about this outfit. They they want to they want a picture, and in these this story, there probably was a picture. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's all it is. If if she's I'm so like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. Time, it did raise the buzz up. I'm telling you because now I, that, I heard that's that what all I think it is. Jumanji, I think this, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is completely different yep. than what I expected. This is all fabricated bad. uproar buzz. That's nonsense. Uh, do you think you're going to go see the movie? I'm, I don't see a lot well, of you movies in theaters the anymore. Theater. But no, I'm telling you, I wouldn't say no to it if it was on television. I, I think I think that when it comes out, uh, I will not see it in box. the theater. But when it's on the uh, you know, the stick, Eric. Yeah, the stick. Know, it might be the there stick. when it's in the theater. If it's on the stick, uh, I think me and my kids will watch it. I, I'm telling you, I, I know that some people pish posh The Rock. Uh, I like him. I have fun with it. And honestly, this plot synopsis sounds kind of fun to me. Yeah, I think it sounds a lot. Now, it does kind of harken back to Mysterious Island, Eric. A bit. uh, Which, you know, whatever. But I'll watch this. There's some big names in it. You know, Jack Black, he's everybody's sweetheart still, right? Everybody loved Jack Black. I still like him. And the thing is, too, you got Kevin Hart there, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Kevin Hart and uh, The Rock are hilarious together. And I, I'm telling you, am I the only one who likes Jack Black anymore? Because I actually love him. I, I really you, do. Did you watch Goosebumps? Yes, I did. And I you liked like him it. in that. 
I right. thought that that was a career-changing movie. <laughs> career changing. <laughs> I thought changing. the same thing when King Kong came out. Yeah, I didn't like him in King Kong. And no, it was, you know, he is one of those guys that, uh, did, you didn't see Bernie, right? You said that no, you were going to? No, I haven't to? seen Bernie yet. No, That's I good. wanted to. I didn't that, see it yet. That, to me, is his Truman Show. That's no, no. his, uh, I'm trying to think of other, you know, no, no, no. comedy guys. His, his freaking standout <laughs> role is one of his first. Yep. I still know what you did last summer's white Jamaican pot smoker. Yeah, you like that. That is one no, of your favorites. Nobody likes it. It's just so ja- oh, that, God, I terrible. think that that was Jack Black's reign over me. Maybe <laughs> even his Spanglish. His, his punch drunk love. That was his punch drunk love. Ah, yes, Eric. Uh, that is the uh, the new segment. I hope everybody liked it, but we're going to go on. Oh, and, this uh, is Jumanji, all se- comes, oh? Jumanji comes out December 22nd, oh. 2017. Thank you for telling us. And if you want to see Karen Gillian's, uh, you know, sweet booty, you just go and look up the story. We'll probably have it on our, fa- our Facebook, our Twitter account I'm telling you, she looks well. really good, and I was surprised to see it, too, because her hair is, like, long like it was during Doctor mm-hmm. Who, and, like, after she shaved her head when she played Nebula in Gardens of the Galaxy, I really yeah. didn't think it would grow back that I, I think like, the, the thing that we think time. about that is, like, just think of when that movie movie wasn't you know they filmed it and then there was all that yeah. time between and really we think of guardians of the galaxy as just being oh that just came out. just came out a little it's bit ago, years well, ago. I, look I, at I you with your beard you, you don't shave for three days next thing i know a touch of gray is needed <laughs> I, I just know on matt smith's final like episode the yeah. uh the christmas special where he uh, regenerated she had to wear a wig and it looked terrible now do you think that what she is saying about the craziness that she got the flack was, oh, that from, was from the, the 11th the hour episode, yes yeah, where she had the freaking police two seconds from. two seconds into the show that got me hooked that yeah, is your too. that's your go-to move that show isn't it, it that episode, that show is my go-to move. That is your go-to move. It's also Brian Hitch's go-to move when he wanted to write a, a Justice, Justice League Justice League, yeah. Uh, but now we're going to move on. I'm not allowed to talk comics here. We're going to move no. on to our next segment, just segment after segment. This segment is called... What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? What you, you talking about, it, again? about it, yeah, that, that makes you That makes you happy, doesn't it? What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Doctor? Arnold. And this is... The Bronx Zoo is offering to name roaches after loved ones or despised ones for Valentine's Day. That's the thing, though. They say this. You can name a, ro- a loved one or a despised one after this roach. Yeah. I'm like, then what really distinguishes the love and hate? You know, you put these, like, is there really shitty roaches here that I can, dis- like, name No, I think they're just for? roaches. I just wonder, like, I say this. I go on online, which we'll get in the thing, and I go online, and I type in, and, yeah, I want to name this roach. Like, am I allowed to go visit this roach? Is this roach going to so. be in its own little, you know, cage that says Tanya? On it? You know, I don't think so. But New York's Bronx was offering Valentine's Day revelers, revelers, the chance to name a roach after their beloved or their, what would you call somebody's hated? Not a beloved, but what? A despised. A behated. A behated? I behate you. I behate the shit out of you. I behate your son of a bitch. You're cursing. That's it. The hell with it. The zoo announced the start of its annual Valentine's Day tradition. So this isn't just this year. Uh, this is the tradition of year Of allowing members of the public. I've never heard about it, so it's new to me. No, neither have I. Of allowing members of the public to name a Madagascar hissing cockroach after their loved ones or not-so-loved ones, Eric. How much would you 
uh, pay to get name to name. Say you're going to name it after Jess, which I we're not even going to talk about if that's a beloved or a behated, because I think that's a gray area, Eric. Uh, this would come with a digital certificate and a co- what would the cost? I don't be? even so get you, a real certificate. You get the name and a digital certificate that you may or may not be allowed to print out. <laughs> I was going to say, can I get a certificate and a digital copy? No. Digital certificate. This is not a comic book, Eric. You're not going to get a digital copy. You, you only a get a digital certificate. This is like back in the day when they had that scam of name a star after well, your loved ones. You're like, I still oh, think right. that's kind of cool. You know, yeah. I, I would never do it. Like, My I dad named a star a after me. You, you ever hear of the shit shithead star? That's the one he named after me, Eric. Boom. Oh. Is this on? <laughs> you get a digital certificate. It, it, what is the cost? What would you pay? To name a Madagascar hissing cockroach and get a digital certificate. Digital certificate, piece of shit. What would you uh, do? $20. 10 Eric. See? Go. But there are packages including chocolates and plush roaches. Yeah, because you know what I want to do? I want to eat chocolates when I freaking You want chocolates bugs. probably in the shape of a roach. And pl- it's funny. It said plush roaches, and I didn't think of plushies. I thought that they were more fancy roaches. Like, <laughs> The plush roaches. Yeah, you, I just imagine I this roach. There's a, a roach nice there. Roach. The roach is smoking a, a pipe and he's sitting on a satin couch. That plush roach, and they're right, feeding Jimmy. him grapes. They're Let feeding me tell him... you a story, a roach story. <laughs> plush roaches. Uh, those would be thirty-five to fifty dollars if you want to have that Thirty-five to package. fifty dollars. Get yes. a name, a digital certificate, a plushie, and some chocolates. Boy, I just, I would love it. If somebody who listens to this buys a roach for you, the America's Sweetheart Eric Shea roach for $10, and you get the digital certificate. Would you like that? That a no. hissing roach, a hissing cockroach would be named bugs. after you? Do you like cockroaches? I love them. They're so fun. I hate cockroaches. When I lived in Warminster, where, where I grew up, where I was born, we had so many roaches, and it was it was just it just weirded me out all the time. I bet. It just skewed me out. We also have rats. It was I don't know where so we, we I lived. I grew up in, in Warminster too. We didn't have roaches or rats. And I lived in an apartment that was just shitty. You would go down. I'm telling you, my mom would tell me that she would dry our clothes. There was like a you know a community washer and dryer. Yeah. They actually had a couple, but you would go down there, and hey, well, a lot yeah. of times you would uh, go into the dryer and you'd have to like take. I say rats. They were probably more like just giant mice. Uh, but it, it just – and my they mom would just – rats. My mom would take these rats. Actually, they were pretty much rats now that I think of it. But she would take them out of the uh, the washer or the dryer as where they usually would end up and they'd be dead. And she'd have them. They actually had a separate trash can for you to throw them away. Oh, it was, oh, the, it was the, the rat worst. can. Okay, yeah, yeah. The rat can. It was the worst. says no significant other – no problem. I would have a sign over top of that can. Oh, rats. Another one? Rats. <laughs> Not drats. Rats. Uh, you can, with these, with these cockroaches, Eric, you can honor relationships past. Or cement their place in history, whether the gesture is spicy or sweet. You're not getting we my promise, money, Bronzo. We promise not to judge, the zoo said. A YouTube video created to promote the name of Roach event imagines cockroaches using a Tinder-like smartphone app called Wilder. <laughs> Wilder. Wilder. Disgusting, her. Yes. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Uh, but yes, we have one last story uh, for the night, Eric. Again, people who listen to our regular podcast, they're just settling in now, thinking that we have 10 more hours. This is the last story, and this is probably the biggest pop culture story of the week. Even though bigger I think than people, Code of Chucky? 
Yes, bigger than the Colt of Chucky. Oh, jeez. Okay. Colt of Chucky. Huh? What's the name? Soundboard. I'm, I'm, I'm an expert. Uh, this is actually the Star Wars Episode Eight title was announced, and people went nuts when this was announced. They were all excited. Uh, Disney and Lucasfilm announced on Monday that the next chapter in the space opera saga will be named Star Wars The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, written and directed by Rain Johnson, immediately follows the events of 2015 smash hit Star Wars The Force Awakens. And, uh, yeah, I saw people on it uh, right away. The minute that this, the you know, The Last Jedi was announced, I saw people on Twitter. Everybody's, oh, my God, Luke's oh, yeah. going to die. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rain. I actually thought Ray, that means that she cannot have kids. <laughs> That's what I'm telling Ray's you. Like, fair, oh, poor know. Ray, poor Ray. <laughs> she she can't have kids. It's those midichlorians that get in the way of the ovaries, Eric. Finn will I was, definitely leave her now. But yeah, but then it was funny because then you came over to me with this freaking coy look when we were talking about it. <laughs> you come over, and I'm telling you, the coy look is you coming over with your finger in your mouth, like you're, you know, ooh. And then what did you tell me, Jim? Jedi is also the plural. Ah, and I was like, and you're like, I blew your mind. I? <laughs> and then you walk away, and for some reason there's a dog there, and it, it grabs your your bathing suit like the copper tone girl, and I then you turn around. Oh, I'm a pretty girl. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, uh, people go nuts about the titles when the Star Wars movies come out. I, I understand it. People are all okay, excited. It's the biggest problem I have, I'm saying it's a fine title. It's way better. Yeah. Title. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite movie in the whole saga. And it's but you the hate stu- that title. One of the stupidest goddamn titles ever. The well, Empire the titles are, back. they're generic. They always are. I mean, Force Awakens. Oh, really? Does it? I don't Thank mind goodness. that, though. That actually it's, inspires yeah, a better but it does. It does, but it doesn't that. tell you anything. What I'm saying is when The Force Awakens, you're like, okay, I could say, well, you know, that the movie definitely did show that, but did it? Did it? it? The only thing that looked up that we had besides Return of the Jedi. I'm telling you, Force Awakens, a Phantom Menace. It looked like like goddamn uh, Luke awoken from his hibernation with that beard worse than yours, Eric. He needs a touch (laughs) of gray. Like he's the freaking Force Awakened, all right. Get a goddamn razor there, Mark Hamill. Uh, But yeah. This is okay uh, title. It, actually, I think it's cool, but you had a big problem with it because of even well, just us talking. I'm telling you, though, with the with the uh, the Last Jedi freaking name, it says whenever anybody's going to talk about it anymore, you can't call Return of the Jedi just Jedi yeah, anymore Jedi. because they're like, oh, what's Jedi? You talking about the Last Jedi? No, I'm talking about yeah, Return, yeah. motherfucker. No, I'm talking about Return, and to me, so I just got to say Return now. No, I'm telling you, you can't. Jedi will always be Return of the Jedi. It just is. It has to be. And you said to me, like, eh, these young kids, they probably don't even call it Jedi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you call it, hey, you like Phantom? Or do you say, you like Menace? No, <laughs> and the, menace. and okay, that's the Empire answer. Empire Strikes Back, I usually just call Empire. Empire. Nope. New Hope, and, you, you just know, call New Star, Hope Wars, Star Wars, right? New Hope Star Wars. Yeah, that's just Star Wars. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, attacks. You like attacks, right? I'm telling you, what is with the freaking second movie <laughs> and the trilogies of these movies? But I'm saying, Last Jedi I'm, uh, is, it's a good title. It really is. But I'm saying, you had Empire You like Strikes attack? Back. It's terrible. Attack of the Clones is the absolute worst. Yeah. yeah. I, I, attack of the I Clones. And then actually, there was a little bit added to this that Rain Johnson was starting to tease the crawl uh, for the movie, but it's more of just kind of like tops of things and that seeing that Force Awakens. Uh, I will go see, and I, I'm going to tell you that we'll probably have the thing. Me and you went and saw 
Force Awakens, Force Awakens yeah. when it came out. I, that was my Steve. second time in three days. And, you know, everybody who listens to our other podcasts and has even heard me talk about Rogue One, I was not a big fan. Uh, but I think that I think that Episode Eight is going to be awesome. I so love I. I love Force Awakens. And I'm telling you, I know as time goes on, people start to you know, pick it apart and things like oh, that. And whatnot, it yeah. just it just made me feel good, and it made me, me kind of confident. It was almost like you needed this. And and the people who listen to our other uh, podcast, it really seemed like Star Wars Rebirth. Like it was it like did. here you go. It you was know a what? Breath of fresh air. Yeah, and there's the a lot of you know. It's a lot like. New, actually, it's a lot like all three of the original kind of molded in and given yeah. a new thing. I don't mind that because really, you, you think about it, the Star Wars universe is based on, you know, the force causing a fate that would be, you know, all that stuff that I don't mind. I mean, really, freaking Darth Vader made C-3PO, Eric. You know, I don't care if the Force Awakens was a lot like, you know, the original trilogy because you know what? I love the original trilogy. I, I'm even, I'm really starting to enjoy Jedi even more, which was uh, as I'm a kid. I'm telling you, Jedi was always a joke when I was growing up. That's the greatest thing that the yeah. prequels ever did is it made it not a joke anymore because, yeah. hey, this ain't that bad compared to these other no, fucking fools no, over and here. No, me, my, my youngest son, Logan, loves the Star Wars movies. And it actually, it's one of those things as a father, um, it, it actually made me feel good. He loved Rogue One, too. And I don't know if he was faking the funk. I think he might have been saying he, he liked just wants it because to of daddy. me. Yeah. Uh, and then, cause as I've said, like I started saying, I, I did, I almost fell asleep. And that, that's terrible. And I I'm know that a lot only, of people. The only movie I ever fell asleep in was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And that yeah. killed me just because it was Indiana Jones. Yeah. Mine was, uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, Eric. And I woke <laughs> up just as the, uh, parachuting, uh, freaking turtles came on the scene. You know, you didn't like, fall asleep in? Ernest uh, Goes to Jail because that no. is the best. Yeah. I didn't. Or Slam Dunk Ernest, Eric. I didn't fall asleep Ernest at goes home. to Africa. <laughs> Actually, we're talking about this. It's going to lead into our last, uh, you know, our top five of the thing because I'm telling you, Slam Dunk Ernest might make my list. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to this. I love Star so Wars. Uh, and just as a thing, I told you, I, I've said this on our other podcast, but if people are listening, Star Wars to me, uh, New Hope is just, to me, that's my favorite movie of all time. That and Raiders of the Lost Ark jump back and forth. But for a movie that actually, it did kind of change my life, not the movie itself, but my love of it. Uh, it helped me when I moved to a new area. That was the thing. I'm telling you, that was the main thing. Yeah, make friends. That helped me make friends when I moved from Warminster to Quakertown was my love of Star Wars because at that point, and I'm telling you, this was 1978, the year after it came out. This, yeah. You know, the, the whole thing is I'm an old man, Eric. I saw New Hope in the theater probably, you know, a week after it came out. And when I moved to my new, uh, moved to Quakertown where I live now um, it really did help everybody I knew and became friends with were from Star Wars and my one buddy Joe is still the biggest Star Wars fan I ever met and I'm telling you he probably thinks Rogue One's a 20 out of 10 this guy thought the prequels were great because in his mind he couldn't bring himself to you know, be mad at anything no, Star no. Wars. He was brainwashed, I mean, good and proper. And I went and saw the prequels at midnight until uh, the uh, what's it called, Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Sith. Sith. I did not go. I, I finally at mid that midnight show. You I'm like, I'm not killing myself. Yeah, I said, Joe, I, you buy a ticket, you're gonna waste it because he would buy a block of forty tickets, and people would know how tough that is anyway. He sat. Uh, it was ridiculous. But we went, and I even went to all when they re-released the. Uh, the uh, original Special trilogy. Editions, yeah. yeah, we went to that first to get ready for that. I mean, this, I am a huge, huge Star Wars fan. And I say that 
don't start talking extended universe because I know some, but to me the movies are where you know where I stayed with my buddy Joe would tell me all this other things, and I have not watched Star Wars Rebels or Clone Wars and stuff like that. Yeah, I go I. with the movies, and just another little story. I used to be really big in the expanded universe stuff like that. Yeah, but then I no, got I mean, like, all right, just give me the movies. Expanded I don't universe to me, the, where I would go with that would be the games. Yeah. Uh, you know, Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2, they games. were probably two of my favorite games of all time. I love those. But just the novels, I can't read, Eric. I can't read. Don't make fun of me. It takes me forever. I can't read, goddammit. I'm telling you, if I go to read, you know, the, uh, you know, what was it? Well, I can't remember the, the, the uh, Timothy Vaughn, or Timothy Zahn books. Yeah, the Thawne trilogy. It would take me... 80 years to read those books and I just I would love to I just I don't have well, the like attention in my 20s, though, I read all of the Dark Tower series go, leading up to the final book coming out like when it did and I sat down I'm like for three months and that's all I did I'm like I don't have that kind of time yeah. anymore well that's the thing I, I think of the books and when I was a young kid like I read the Dune all the Dune books that were out at that point I read you know the Fellowship of the Ring and yeah, yeah. you know the Lord of the Rings trilogy I read Hobbit is one of my favorite books of all the time Hobbit's Even, the only one I ever read yeah, I love that's to me, that's almost a perfect book, Eric. But uh, I, no, even, like, I, I knew I, all these things, the Foundation the Trilogy, uh, you know, crazy stuff. I, I think I just had a lot of time because I'm <laughs> telling you, I start reading. I'm looking out the window. I have to be in a sensory deprivation chamber where somehow they could just have the book there. They could, you know, broadcast it on the roof of this thing because I'm laying in like a pool of water, right? That's how I would be in that oh, chamber, yeah. right? And I, I still, I, I just can't concentrate and it kills me. Even at the, the get fresh crew they have a book club deal on our slack chat and i don't even i don't even try to fool myself that i'm gonna have the time or patience or uh, you know attention span to even read anything more than a pamphlet i i have problems with uh you know comics for crying out loud but yeah we're gonna move on to our last thing it's another top five we'll always end with a top five and this because of the episode eight I thought it'd be funny to have top five movie sequel names. And I'm going to go first, Eric. And my number five is Debbie Does Dallas again. That's my number five. Number four, Mannequin 2. Do you remember what it is? The thing is, all I can think about is the episode of Supernatural where they had Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. And I'm like, I love that so much. (laughs) Mannequin 2. Mannequin 2, hold on, hold on. Mannequin 2, I should know this because I used to watch it all the time growing up. I know you did. I mannequin, mannequin two, uh, uh something in the streets or in the city. On the move. On the move. Mannequin damn it. two on the move. That's number a good three. One. Number three is a shout out to you, my friend. You know I love this. Ginger Dead Man two, <laughs> Passion of the Crust. You'll never watch it, but you love the title. No, and I also like. Is it three? That's Saturday Night Cleaver. Saturday Night Cleaver. Yeah, I like that too, but Passion of the Cross is better. You look at these movies, though, on Hulu or something like that now, because Full Moon actually has a channel on there or whatever. You said they don't have those. They don't have it as I think it's because, I'm telling you, uh, Saturday Night Cleaver, I don't think is as as clever because it's really not a baking, you know, I know Cleaver, like Passion of the Crust for Ginger Dead Man 2. Perfection. You know what the new uh, title is for uh, Saturday Night Cleaver? It's Ginger Dead Man. Disco Boogeyman. Yeah, see, why would that's stupid? Well, he goes back you to the 70s with a disco roller But I'm saying, you make it less. Saturday, uh, maybe they got in trouble. <laughs> they were like, that's too close to another thing. Though it does sound like you could get away with parody. 
Their Evil Bong series does the same thing. The second Evil Bong was Wrath of Bong, and yeah. then Bong, Evil Bong 3 was King Bong, and they were all takes on King Kong, Wrath of yeah, Kong, yeah. stuff yeah, like I that. Even, I didn't even get that. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Bing Bong Boom, I'd call it. Number two. It, it's it's good that it's number two as well, Eric. Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> that's not a that's not a number Eric. that's teen o o yes that means teen wolf as well teen wolf two. oh i'm telling you uh the other one is look who's talking too isn't it the pets then isn't it the pets that are talking no 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 actually look who's talking to is the sister oh it's roseanne well yeah is the dogs okay so they actually do have an as well as well as a two Holy moly. And number one, Eric, this I'll is the you, perfect with, with that, name. With that uh, Teen Wolf 2, though, I geeked out so bad on James Hampton when I met him, the father yeah, from that series. Yeah. I'm like, man, not only were you a great father to Scott, but then your, your nephew, Todd, you even took him to college. You even, we were Todd's you even gave, we were you gave money, you gave money for college. And he just looked at you and his daughter's like, he appreciates everything <laughs> you're yeah, saying. Now James move Hampton along. no idea where he was. No, and I James was so Hampton sad. was the dad in Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Yes. Howard. Mr. Howard. Uh, my number one movie uh, sequel name is perfect, though. Though, as I was thinking of this, almost every police academy almost made the list, but it did not. Uh, this is what I always go to anytime I hear anything with a two, and I mean I a number two. I think anybody has to. It's Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. I think yeah. that's the greatest thing, and I know Reggie loves it as well. So if he's listening to this, he's like, God damn, yeah, there's, there's, there's no question no. What, that should, what should be number one. What is your list of top five movie sequel names? Number five, Jason Goes to Hell with a Final Friday, which is, in fact, the ninth installment to the Friday the 13th yeah. film franchise, after number four was called Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter. Nice. And the best part about this is, it's called The Final Friday. There were more movies still. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it was The Final five, Friday, though. Didn't, weren't the rest just Jason movies? Yeah, I'm saying they were. Then after that was Jason X and Freddy vs. Jason, then the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, so they did have a Friday, the remake. All right. Uh, your... But anyway, friggin' uh, I'm just saying, awesome. Jason Goes to Hell. That's a title that will just grab you if you know anything about yeah. the series. Oh, oh, shit, I'm getting this movie. They don't yes. even want to deal with the Friday the 13th nonsense. No, he's nope. going to hell. <laughs> Number four, Leprechaun 4. In space. In space. You, Anytime you not, added in space. In the oh, night, we love in space. It was amazing. I mean, it's I remember terrible, that terrible movie, Forrest Gump 2 that. in space, right? Isn't that coming out? <laughs> I'm going to see it. Uh, that You're going to get my youngest son very upset because for some reason he is very obsessed with seeing Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah. And uh, it, one of the kids in his class saw it and told him how great it was. That and, kid was lying. And, well, the, here's the problem. is we, we, He comes home and tells me this. Well, we go on the stick, Eric, and we watch the trailer thinking – I'm thinking to myself – I'll, I'll show him the trailer. He's going to be like, no. He wanted he wanted to see it more, and we have not seen it. I told him he's not allowed. Why not? Uh, because it's not appropriate. I don't want him to be beating up dwarves for gold doubloons, Eric. I don't need that hassle. When he gets older, he can do that. Then he gets arrested. It's on him. He'll just beat up Warwick Davis, and he'll never get around Warwick, so yeah. it'll be fine. Well, that's the thing. Warwick, he's a, he's you know very fragile right now. We don't sure need is. him. We don't need Wicket to go down there, and then we'd never get that Willow Two electric boogaloo. Yeah, everybody's demanding <laughs> Willow Two back in the habit. No, Willow Two. What the hell happened to Mad Mardigan? Yeah, Willow Two. Small problems. How about that? <laughs> 
Number three. I'm sorry. This is a very horror theme just because I love horror yeah, movies. Yeah, you love and how horror, crazy Actually, you, you say that too. The horror movies definitely have the most like long-running sequels, so you do have a lot to pick from. You ready for number three? Yeah, I'm ready. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies oh. Go to College. <laughs> <laughs> ghoulies Go to College. I've oh. never seen that. Is that yeah, good? Say, it, it's it's garbage. It's not a yeah. good movie. A lot of people consider it like the best sequel just because of how really? ridiculous it is. But is it like it, is it like Porky's meets Ghoulies? No, no, it's Ghoulies like end up in a fraternity uh, like a fraternity home, and they start causing problems, making the fraternity think that another fraternity is doing it. Oh. So they start a fr- frat war that gets people killed. That'd be awesome if they went to there and they joined up with a frat and somehow they made like uh, they were really good at science and they shit like that. It's like Is freaking that... uh, what's that? What uh, real genius, but with ghoulies. Yes. That'd be good. Ghoulies, what's your next God. Ghoulies. Number two. This one just infuriated me when it came out, but I just have to appreciate the title because of how nonsense it is. The Last Exorcism Part yeah. Two. Part Two. The the, last. You just told me the last one's the last exorcism, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Oh, my God. And number one, because it has to be Breaking to be. Two Electric yeah. Boogaloo. I, I didn't even have any question that you would have no, had to No, but I have some honorable mentions two. because, uh, you know, I had to do the Breaking yeah. Two. But yeah. honorable mentions, Speed Two, Cruise Control, because I, I enjoy good. a pun. That is uh, Teen Wolf, T-O-O. Yes. Sister Act Two, Back, Back in the in Habit. Back in the Habit, yep. That That's is what I got for you. Back in the habit. I, I saw also, that. I'm sorry. Jaws the Revenge because the I revenge. don't know if the shark is getting you, revenge or Ellen Brody ooh, is. Or, or us. You didn't have I Still Know What You Did Last Summer? No. The thing <laughs> is I love the part three then. I will always know what you did last summer. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like if they kept going. I, I think I might still know what you did last summer, followed by I kind of forget what you did last summer. Can you, you remind me? Remind me. <laughs> remind me what you did last summer is the I, bad I, one. That's part, about the part five. I had a post it here that said last summer. Can you help me out? <laughs> I'm telling you, as the uh, the villain in there with the, he's the hook man ben or whatever, Willis. right? Yeah. He uh, is starting to get Alzheimer's. He he doesn't remember anymore, but he knows he should. So yes, he has a post it note trying to remind him that he should figure out what somebody did, but he doesn't even know it's in the summer. It, it's trouble, but yeah, that is I the part. I know podcast. what you did last winter. Yeah, I know what you Again. did yesterday, and it, it really wasn't a lot, so maybe we can hang out and go play uh, laser tag. That's my new I know you parked one. in that handicapped spot. Ooh, I know what you did last summer. You got me a bad fucking you know, sandwich that I ate five days later. I know you uh, went to L.A., and all you got me was this crappy T-shirt. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that uh, it was funny because we were talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer before. That had so many big stars in it of the day. Oh, yeah. And I don't know who is the biggest star in it now because at that point it was probably Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Was Maybe the big even star Freddie Prince. There. I don't even know. Yeah, Freddie Prince, and then they got married. And then you had you know? uh, friggin' uh, Je- Love Jennifer Hewitt. Love Hewitt. Jennifer yep. Love Hewitt, yeah. And then and, who else uh, was then in the it? second one you had Brandy, I think. Yeah, I think and so. Omar uh Omar Epps? I think Omar Epps might have been in it. Really? It's I thought he was coaching since... the Steelers. It's he been looks... a long time. Mike yeah, Tomlin looks that, just yeah. like Omar Epps. I, I it makes think me he laugh did it. It's been time. a long time. Jack really? Black was in that second one. Really? Was he, he was a, that, he was the was he a pot smoking white yeah. Jamaican? <laughs> Uh, those movies were like the kiss of death for people's careers. I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, Sarah Michelle no, Gellar they, they went, went on, on to, to be on Scooby Doo. Yeah, the Scooby Doo franchise. Uh, but but Matthew yeah. Lillard just thanks God that Scooby Doo came along. Yeah, really. 
He was, I mean, really. Was he still anybody, plays Shaggy's voice. Yeah, I, was anybody more made to play a role than him? Because I don't think there was. I really don't. He was perfect for that role. I don't know. Maybe, what's his name, playing Derby Fat Gillis? Albert? No, playing Fat Albert. was uh, What's his name from uh, Keenan? Isn't oh, it Keenan? Yeah, yeah, Keenan. Yeah, yeah. uh, no, he, no. Uh, Keenan, yeah, Keenan and Cal. Yeah, Keenan. Yeah, yeah. He was made to play Fat Albert. I don't Albert. think I'll ever know Keenan's first name. Big fat ass. Keenan. Or is Keenan his first name? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. know. Yeah, that's his first name. What's his last name? Friggin' Keenan something. Keenan oh, Ivory Wayne. I don't you, know. I, I, I immediately went to friggin' Key and Peel. I'm like, oh, that's their last Keenan name. Keenan Goodburger. That's what they are. Kel. Home of the I, good burger. What's, what's the and weirdest thing is that I, I used to watch uh, the Keenan and Kel show oh, with my works. oldest okay. son and stuff. And boy, I thought Kel was the, the one that was going to be the Me breakout too. star. Yeah, I was like, that Kel, that guy has charisma. And then I he used came out say. Mystery Man. I'm like, I really like yeah. Mystery Man. Yep. He was, he, yeah. I don't know what happened. I, bad decisions? I don't know. I think he quit Hollywood, honestly. Really? I could see him going right from Good Burger to maybe one of those evil Bong movies that you like. I think he would have fit in really. That's basically his character was a non-pot smoking pothead because yeah. he was young, right? That's basically what he was. Huh. That, we're gonna have, a, have to have a Good Burger podcast and maybe just the Keenan Kel show. I, I also like to throw all of that and all that. I, in I was gonna camera. say all that. I like that had jo- Drake and Josh into this well and Amanda Bynes. What happened to her, Eric? She went nuts. I thought she was another one. I thought she was a, a bright young star. Amanda Bynes. I thought, you know, Josh Peck, he kind of went on to do a, a couple movies and things like that. But uh, Drake, Drake, he, he got a DUI or something, allegedly. I'll say allegedly because I don't know what he did. But uh, <laughs> that's the podcast, Eric. There's a, a walk down uh, 2000s Nickelodeon memory lane. Now. <laughs> Next week we'll talk iCarly and uh, Hannah Montana. I, and uh, what is that? Are you I afraid of the dark? I think Hannah Montana was, uh, what's it called? Disney, though. Yeah, we'll just talk all this. Are you afraid of the dark? Hey, dude. And salute What's your that? shorts. There, salute your shorts. Well, salute your shorts was the one with that that ginger from oh, yeah. uh yeah that, from T two. Yeah, he. Anytime you see that guy, I he looked like he hadn't taken a shower in weeks. Right? He always looked like his hair was all greasy. I didn't like that guy. What happened to him? <laughs> I I hope that he uh, went on a cruise or something. Somebody pushed him off. I, I don't like him. Wow. Uh, speaking Way to bring of which, up I, fucking spiteful feelings 25 I years said, later. I said I'm going to do some more because uh, one of the, the uh, news items was going to be Stephen Colbert is uh, hosting the Emmys. And today I was screaming at you of my hate. I, I know that people love Stephen Colbert. I, yeah. I hate him. I hate him. I, I can't even look at his face without getting angry and want to punch myself. It makes I get me so happy, angry. his face. I don't I don't like him He's at all. He's the only reason I eat Ben & Jerry's American Really? Uh, I would not it? eat There's that a, if you paid me to. American, American Dream? American Dream. Shut that up your ass, my friend. Then I'll eat it. I, I just I don't Weird. I don't know why people like him. I really don't. And to me, funny. I just thought he was done. He's not that funny though. To me, I'd like to see him on the the side of the road telling some jokes. To me, I, it's all written and it's all a fucking character. I I hate him. I don't know why I brought it up. Now I'm I don't angry. Know why I was either. having so much fun tonight, and now you have to bring him up. Get hey, me angry now. Sort. I'm gonna go and. I don't know what. I'm going to eat fish food, the best Ben and Jerry's, not that Americone dream. Fish we should food. have the top five Ben and Jerry's. Cherry Garcia's Cherry Garcia. in there. Chunky Monkey, Chubby Hubby. I don't like Chunky fish Monkey. Fish food. Boom. I like bananas in my ice cream. Oh, you don't like bananas in your ice cream. Americone dream. 
Delicious. Yeah, delicious. But that's it, Eric. That's, that's it. it. I, I'm not even because this is still kind of in the process. It's not official. I'm not even going to give our email address that we have now. I have okay. an email address for us. I'm not even going to reveal that. That's going to be a big reveal next time. Oh yeah, maybe. people are going to be uh, on the with, edge of their seats Well, waiting. this is still going to be just sitting on our weird science feed. Eventually, if we keep doing this and people enjoy it, well, we'll get its own feed and stuff like that and take over the world, Eric, with Ooh. my hate, my hate of Stephen Colbert. Who well, else do I hate? Let's just name top five people one. Jim hates. Number one, Eric Shea. Yes. All right. That's it, Eric. We're going to say goodbye. And thanks for listening, Eric. What do you say at the end? Because we don't have anything that we say. Never <laughs> Come grow up old. With it now. Ooh, never grow never old. Never die. Never die. But you have to feed. Feed your need for pop culture. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>